Hey, this is Jeff Loveland. Thank you for tuning in to Anchor for My Soul podcast, where we want to give a message of hope in the middle of the storm by anchoring ourselves to the Word of God. In each episode, we will grow in our spiritual walk a little more as we use the SOAP Bible study method to dive deep into the scriptures, observe what God is teaching us, apply the lessons in our daily lives, and then pray about it. I hope this encourages you today and helps you go forward with Christ. Welcome back to Anchor for My Soul podcast. This is your host, Jeff Loveland. I'm excited to share this message with you today. It's called Glory Days. It's going to share about my time playing basketball in high school and some funny stories to go with that. But it relates to Ephesians chapter 6 and the importance of suiting up in the whole armor of God. Now, leading up to this message, uh, the Lord was showing me Uh, visions of shoes and I'm thinking Lord what am I going to say about shoes and then he pointed me to that chapter chapter 6 Ephesians and the shoes are an important part of the armor as you'll hear in this message actually really every piece of the armor is important there's a reason why God would give us those things to go face whatever we're going to face each and every day and be prepared each and every day for battle Because there's always a battle with each day. There's blessings with each day as well. But we must be prepared. And we can't let our guard down. No matter where we go. This message. uh, I was able to give in a nursing home in Omaha, Nebraska. And I was blessed to uh, do this alongside my good friends. uh, Elder Chaz and Timothy Greco. uh, Elder Chaz, this was actually part of his ministry. Uh, It's called Roadwork Ahead Ministries, where they'd bring the word to people who are unable to go out and hear the word for themselves, whether it's a nursing home or um, maybe like a juvenile detention center or wherever it is that they can't hear the word like they once were able to. So it was just such a blessing to just be such a bright light in a place like that where people are hungry for the word and it's a blessing to just be able to remind them that they are children of God they are important they are loved and they also need to suit up in the armor of God even right where they're at and so I hope this message encourages you today I hope this brings you hope Um, as you'll find out this message will be a little echoey because the room we were in was a large room with a, a bunch of residents that would come in and listen. And the acoustics would be a little uh, echoey because the sound would bounce off the different walls. And, but this was, this was just a blessed message. I got to share about sports, which I absolutely love, especially basketball. I got to share about God's word, which I'm so excited about and I absolutely love doing. And I get to bring hope to people. And I got to have friends and family alongside me as I did this. My wife would be uh, recording this live from uh, my phone. My dad would be there in the crowd to support me. Uh, My mom would actually be home watching my uh, two and a half year old daughter. I mean, this was a family event. 
And I had my friends alongside me that I do ministry with who do amazing things themselves. So it was what a blessing it was to be able to do this, give this message, and to glorify God, which is why I do anything that I do. So I hope this blesses you today. I hope this encourages you. I hope that this reminds you to suit up each and every day in the whole armor of God. To have your helmet, your belt, your shoes, your shield, everything. Every part of the equipment. Especially the Word of God. All of them are important and we need them each and every day. So please turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Have a good rest of your day. God bless. Ephesians chapter 6, Children and Parents, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bond servants and masters. Verse 5, bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. The whole armor of God, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Final greetings, verse 21 so that you also may know 
how I am, and what I am doing. Tychius, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers. Love with faith. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Today's message is called Glory Days, and I'll be coming out of Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. So if you can start turning that, we'll be there in just a minute. Glory Days. Let me give you a little background about Ephesians before we get into that. Ephesians is written by Paul, and this is someone that was writing these letters from prison. Actually, this is called an imprisoned epistle. And the reason he wrote this is to encourage believers, to give them strength, and to walk in a way worthy of their calling, to encourage them and to prepare them. You know, this isn't even in the, the message yet, it's just something God gave me for this. How hard is it to encourage someone that when we are trapped in a prison, or when we are down and out, but yet... He sees the, the need to share that and to encourage others, even if they are down. And I tell you what, that is something powerful, to put others before me. The glory days, many of us have looked back and remembered the good times of our past. Many of us remember those good moments, those good memories. But you know what? Some of us don't have always those good moments. According to the dictionary, glory days is someone that's successful, or is a time seen better than the present? I disagree with that, and I'm going to tell you why here in just a little bit. See, those glory days were about me, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to go after. They are kind of selfish, but they were still good. Good moments, good days. But if I recall those good times in the past, such as in high school, college, or even a young adulthood, they had their highs, but they also had their lows. They had laughter, and they had tears. They had serious moments, and a whole lot of awkward moments as well. Unfortunately, I'm going to share a couple stories with you today of a couple awkward moments I had. <laughs> if you thought the last story was fun, enjoy this one. <laughs> but those wonderful times that we had to so often look back on and enjoy looking at, you know, they were good. But in those times, we also had battles that we had to overcome. Battles like we face today. We had the high moments, but we had those low moments that we had to battle through. You see, my glory days were in high school. I was a good kid, I was a great leader, I was athletic, I was fairly popular, all these things that I thought I wanted. My priorities were family, friends, sports, and church. But things have changed a little bit. Now my priorities are God, Jesus Christ, my family, my friends, others, and then sports. 
See, before I would do things for my glory, but now I do them for his glory. The way I live, the way I walk, the way I talk, it's no longer for me, but it's for him. The reason why I disagree with glory days is the good times in the past is because I had wonderful times in the past. Don't get me wrong. Those are some of the best days. But really, some of my best days are in front of me and still to come. I look at my beautiful wife. I think of my wonderful daughter that God has blessed me with. I think about my relationship with Jesus Christ. These are glorious moments. These are glorious days. The opportunity to bless others and share the good news of Jesus Christ. What an amazing time to be here and to be alive. Ephesians 6. I'll just read it here because I have my notes. Ephesians 6 says, uh, verse 10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Remember that word schemes. We'll come back to that in just a minute. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities of the unseen world. In one translation, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, brothers and sisters, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take that helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, and this is important, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Right away in this scripture, we see the need to be prepared and be ready and equipped for battle each day. We're going to have amazing days where we may not face much adversity, but then there will be those other days where we sure will. Each of those pieces of equipment that I mentioned are important. The one that I really want to focus on today, though, is the shoes. And being ready to share and preach the gospel of peace. Peace not in the sense of world peace, but in the peace that life comes and, and that comes from the Lord. Peace that comes right in the middle of the storm that you are facing. And that peace and strength that only Jesus can provide. Hey, Brother Tim, what does your shoe say? They say, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's important that he's prepared to take that with him wherever he goes. Jesus is with him everywhere he goes. When I walked in here today and I just saw his shoes, I just, I just knew that this was the perfect time for this message. For today's message, I'm going to talk about one of my greatest passions back in my glory days of high school. 
in my passion for basketball. Matter of fact, God has given me lots of lessons through basketball that I can share and help us be prepared for each and every battle that we face. Starting with this point, we must be prepared and equipped for battle in each test that each day brings. Three words I have for us. Practice, preparation, and experience. These three words can be for basketball, they can be for life, our spiritual walk in Christ. Let me repeat those. Practice, preparation, and experience. Our spiritual gifts, it's important that we put it into practice. We need to be prepared and organized for whatever comes our way. When we are organized, we can adjust and shift accordingly. But all that's good until you have experience. Some of the greatest moments is when we can put our experience into practice, into motion. Sometimes the best way of learning is to buy doing. Each and every drill, each and every practice and walkthrough that I've gone through helped me become a better athlete. Each and every time I pick up this Bible and read scripture, it helps me become a better person. One that is on fire for Jesus Christ. In our daily lives, we too will face challenges and battles, and we must be prepared. You see, in basketball, in high school, actually any high school sport, there's different levels. You have the freshman, you have the sophomore team, you have the junior varsity team, and then you have the varsity team. With each level comes more difficulty and a higher speed of which you must go. With each level you arise to, you must adjust, and that experience will come over time and with practice. You know, going from GB to varsity is a significant change of pace. There are many factors that play into that, such as the unknown. You don't know what to expect until you run across it. The unknown, you don't know what to expect. The atmosphere, the, the crowd is louder. It increases your adrenaline. It increases your excitement. And by default, you then start to lose energy. The emotions are going through your head. Those louder and larger clouds, crowds. But then you also realize there's also larger stakes as well. And all this leads to emotions and thoughts that also wear you thin. You face better competition. When you go forward and God prepares you for something, you can guarantee that there's someone that's going to come against you that also that has great competition for you. Your ability. It's important that we are able to withstand pressure. What may take just 10 minutes of running up and down the court in a JV game will be about two to three minutes in a varsity game because of those factors. And I, I'm disappointed to say now in my 30s, those two to three minutes will now be two to three trips up and down the court before I'm yelling for a sub. And boy, is it important to have a sub. Different levels have different battles. In our walk with Christ, he will teach us and prepare us, prepare us for each new level that we face. Faith, hope, and love. These are the three keys to victory with each level and test that we come across. Those three factors never change. Another thing that God was telling me was um, goals and achievements. On day one of every single season that every athlete competes for, 
they have these high goals and expectations, these achievements that they want to achieve. And that will likely be a championship game, and to win that championship game. They start the season with those high expectations and, and wanting to go after that. But one thing I learned, it's the daily practice, the preparation, and the challenges that we overcome that help us get to that point. If you focus on the next task and the next step and the next opponent, you will likely achieve that success. If you just focus on that goal only and just go blindly into it, you will likely fail as you go forward. But with the ability to pick it back up and try again. Practice, prepare, and experience will help you be successful to reaching your goals. And even Jesus Christ. Strategies. In basketball, there are many different strategies. You have the home team strategy and you have the away team strategy, and both are good strategies. Just like there are two strategies in the spiritual world as well. You have one from heaven and you have one from hell. Preach. In verse 11, we said, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes, or strategies, I should say, of the devil. Verse 18 says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication, interceding prayer for all of the saints. See, in basketball, both teams have the strategies, and they're great strategies. They're proven to win over and over and over. But then you put them against each other. I look at this like a rivalry game. Our life is like that rivalry game. There's going to be fierce battles that go down to the wire sometimes. Sometimes those thoughts that we have are actually trying to put pressure against what we thought was going to be victory. We too can have some face, uh, face some fierce battles and go back and forth just like that game, especially when your faith is being tested. Tough games, constant battles, emotions, they're all on the line. You must prepare and be ready for those moments. You will face adversity. You will face highs and lows. And your mental and physical and your spiritual abilities will be tested. I want to point you really quick to 1 Peter 5, verse 8, and verses 11. Uh, verse 8 is about the opponent. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. But then you have 9 and 11 saying how to overcome and to achieve victory. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Look around this room and people that you know, they too are going through adversity. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Let me talk about the strategies for a minute. God's strategy is about truth. It's about God's word as being true, and we know that to be true. We can see it with our, with our eyes, but our eyes must be open, awake, and aware. God calls us to be righteous more pure, more holy, to be more like him. Yes. And he also calls us to build up, strengthen, encourage, and to love one another. Yes. That is victory. But let me tell you the opponent's strategy, the devil. See, his strategy is flat-out lies. He's the father of lies. That's what he's known for. He wants you to be blind to the truth, to have disbelief, and not be able to see what is true. 
He wants you to be tempted to sin. He wants you to fall down right where you're at. And then, his strategy is to steal, kill, and destroy. My question for you in this moment is, which game plan are you following? Which one are you focused on? Out of all those um, equipment mentioned in Ephesians 6, they're all important. But the one today I really want to talk about is shoes. Just like Tim's shoes right over there. Say Jesus Christ. I love it. See, shoes, it's part of the armor. It's mentioned in the scripture, and it's ready, and it's important for today. I always seem to skim past this one thing about shoes. To me, it's just shoes, right? No, those shoes are important, because taking care of our feet are important. In basketball, you have uh, baseball and football, where you, you need cleats, where you sprint on the dirt and the grass. In basketball, you need the high tops for ankle support. Boy, do I know that one. In golf, it helps you have a stable swing. Well, for most people. <laughs> Maybe not me. But at least it gives me the hope that I might have a good swing. But in battle, the type of shoes and our footwear is critical. Wherever our feet, whenever our feet are sore, when they're painful, or even if our foot is broken, what's going to happen? We're likely to stop right in our tracks. We're going to be stopped, we're going to be slowed down, and we're likely just going to sit. In that moment, our mobility becomes impacted. We can no longer go forward on the offensive or the attack. We have difficulty uh, retreating or fleeing from the danger, and we become basically sitting ducks, a non-threat. But in battle, shoes help when it comes to terrain and going forward and getting a good foothold in something. It provides balance. It prevents slips and falls and helps us with climbing and ascending. Did you know that Roman soldiers back in the day, they would want the thickest of soles for their shoes, ones that were not worn out? Not just for them to travel, but for the danger that they don't see coming. Because in the ground, the enemy would put these razor-like points for them to step on, to pierce through their shoes, and then pierce through their skin. In the, uh, and that right there would prevent them from going forward and stop them in their tracks. Just like the devil wants to do with us. But we're not going to let that happen, are we? Ephesians 6.15 says, For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. Readiness to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. The one who came and died for our sins, so that those of us who believe in him as Lord and Savior will have eternal life. That is amazing news. Romans 10 verses 13 through 15 for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, Jesus, will be saved. But how can they call on him to be saved unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them if they're not being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. Did you know that we're all called to share the gospel? Not just preachers, not just ministers, each and every one of us. Yes, yes, yes. We are to take the good news everywhere we go, and we need good feet and shoes to do that. So my second question for you, what do your battle shoes look like? 
Are they dress shoes? Are they sandals? Are they work boots? Are they dancing shoes? Are they Chuck Taylors? <laughs> Whatever they look like, they help us go forward and bring the good news. My first story for you is, my example is about being unprepared. See, my sophomore year, we had an away game at Platt Smith, Nebraska, which is about 20 minutes or so travel from where I was from. It's an away game. Actually, any game, we would dress up for game days. We'd have our, uh, our shirts, our ties, our dress pants, our dress shoes. We would look the part and be ready for battle that day. We would arrive in style, confidence, and swag. We would get to the locker room, start unloading our bag, and then that's when you pull out the jersey and then the warm-ups and then your shoes and, wait a second, where's my shoes? I don't have my basketball shoes. I am unprepared for this game. Half of my equipment is missing. All I needed was shoes, a jersey, and a ball. And I missed one of the three. So I had to make a quick call to my parents. And they made the, the trip just in time for a game. But could you imagine me just shooting a jump shot with some dress shoes? Or trying to box someone out with style? <laughs> Fortunately, my parents were there to arrive just in time. <laughs> but the issue with that was I was unprepared. Matter of fact, leading up to this uh, message, God gave me two visions of shoes. And I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do with shoes? And then it was that example, and then this example. Unfortunately, this was not back in high school in those glory days. This is a more recent example, like only a year ago. And this is when I was heading to work. How many of us know that sometimes we just have to adjust and, and, and change things on the fly when something doesn't go as planned? We must be able to pick up and be quick on our feet, not worry, and but respond, not react. I can't be able to tell you the story. This is going to be great. Uh, my normal routine in the morning is to wake up, get ready for work, find my phone, find my keys, find my wallet, put on my shoes, and head out that door. And this morning was just like any other day, except halfway down the interstate, something seemed a little off to me. I had to stop my mind where, no, no I can't be. It's, it's, it'll be fine. I'm just going to get to work. It'll be okay. But then I get to the parking garage. I parked the car, and I just had this terrible feeling in my stomach. And I just, the car's off, so now I just kind of pick up my left foot with that brown shoe. Pick up my right foot. It's a black shoe. I have one brown shoe, not one black shoe. Now that is style, unlike anything I've ever seen. All you can do is laugh. You're, you can't go back home. You're about to go to work. <laughs> you know what I had to do is I had to adjust. Unfortunately, I was unprepared, but I had to adjust. But let me tell you my new strategy. Right away before I walked in that building, I had a new strategy. One, I'm about to have lunch in my cubicle. No one's going to see me eating lunch. If I have to go to the restroom, I'm sprinting to that restroom so no one sees me. And three, I need coffee. I need coffee every single day. I'm going to try to go to the break room where there's going to be less and less people. But that wasn't the case. 
So I had to adjust again my strategy. I go to the break room and there's friends that I see. So I strike up conversations left and right. Because when you speak to someone, you gotta look at them. You don't look down at the feet. So I was extra talkative that day. But let me tell you this, I learned to adjust and to respond. There's no time to worry or react. You just need to respond with the right response. The difference between then and now is one, uh, I'm prepared and organized for this. And I'm boldly sharing stories about this, but mostly about Jesus and the glory that he has. And I can guarantee you that today I have two shoes that are the same. Left and right. My left foot and right foot are equally yoked. <laughs> As we finish up here, I have one more example I want to share before my story. Um, it says that we need to boldly proclaim as we ought to speak. There's another game that I was reminded of. Thank you, Lord, for this. Sometimes we need to have our fire lit, and when we boldly speak and preach the Bible, that lights a fire in others. Yes, it does. There was a game in South Sioux City. Matter of fact, they were not a very good team that year, but we were an exceptional team. We should have steamrolled it, if I can be honest. But we played down to their level. And how many times do we play down to the level that the devil tries to bring us down to? But instead, we need to rise to the occasion yes, and be victorious. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> See, in that game, we were either tied or down by something, which was shocking to us. It, it, it shook our confidence a little bit. Do we not know who we are? Do we not know who they are? My coach, he just picked me up out of all the people in that locker room. Lumlin, you need to learn to box out. And there's these seats with the locker room. So I'm sitting there in the seat, and he starts boxing me out, and I just he's in my face. And it starts getting me a little fired up, if you will. I came out that next half, I guarantee you, I either scored 18 or 20 points. I don't remember how many exact, but it was about 18 or 20. I had never done that in my life. I was fired up. I was bold and I was ready to go make a difference. Just like Jesus in this word is preparing us to go make a difference. Yes. 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 Which reminds me. Ephesians 6.12, where we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly places. <clears throat> Why do we let the devil drag us down? Why do we listen to him? Why do we believe what he says and not what Jesus says, which is true? Friends, we need to armor up the whole armor of God. We need to be prepared for battle and to win the day. Each day the Lord gives he gives us strength and peace and the ability to prepare for those battles. But we must seek the Lord in all that we do and be prepared. I'm going to finish with this. You might ask yourself, Jeff, it sounds like things are going well for you. What do you know about the, the fear, the anxiety, the frustrations, the depression, the pain that I go through? What do you know about this, preacher man? I know about this because I just went through this. I went through this five days ago, to be exact. I went to bed with frustrations. If you could hear me out loud, and I'm sure Sarah probably heard some of them. Sorry, honey. Lord, do not hear me. Lord, why am I going through these things? 
Lord, do you not see what's happening? These are the thoughts I was going to bed with. But here's the deal. I read scripture. I prayed. And then I went to bed. I was weak in that moment. But sometimes when you get some sleep, you're, awake, you're able to wake up with a new day, new blessings, and a new opportunity. I woke up the next day with peace that only Jesus can provide. I had a, a spring in my step. I had wind in my sails. Where did that come from other than Jesus and those that made been pray for me at that time? It was a new day. There's new blessings. And it was peace for my Lord and Savior, Jesus. No matter what comes our way, we must remember that God is here. Last two things. In John 14, verse 27, Jesus is talking with his disciples. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. Earlier today when I said that the glory days are supposedly supposed to be about amazing times in the past, that our best is behind us, I disagree. I believe our best days are ahead. I mean, we got family, we got friends, we have community, we have Jesus Christ who is returning for us at the right time. So let me finish up by asking you this. Is our glory days behind us? Or are they still to come? Knowing that Jesus is with us. Knowing that his presence is here right now. And knowing that he knows us by name. That he died for our sins. So that we may have eternal life. To God be the glory. These are the days of his glory. The glory days. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you for listening to Anchor for My Soul podcast. If you would like to help us reach further and hear daily content in the near future, we ask that you share this podcast with your friends and also consider becoming a financial partner to help us reach further for Jesus and to share the word. We are blessed to have listeners who pray for us and go make a difference in the kingdom. Please check out our website, www.anchorformysoulpodcast.com com, where we have our past episodes, information about the podcast, and even who I am. If you so feel led to become a financial partner, you can either go to our website or you can go to anchor.fm backslash anchor for my soul podcast. Together, we make a difference. God bless.